Hey, what's going on, everyone? Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. We are recording two episodes today. So it's a twofer, basically. Just got recording one with Eric Gephardt before. Now we have another very interesting guest, which we will introduce in few moments after me and mine to do our traditional few minute talk here just to catch up or well, the weather update guys so guess <laughs> what that not much changed since our last weather update half an hour ago so it's still sunny outside weather is decent so we'll take that Monty still didn't go on his vacation. However, it's probably going to be really weird for you shooting two podcasts and then coming back and talking about it later. Well, I don't think it'll be weird. I'm just going to talk about it. and I'm sure there's going to be mostly sipping and, and scuba diving. That's pretty much it. Well, anyways, this one should be coming out on Monday, February 17th. And I'm actually very much looking forward to that week. It's uh, Valentine's Day on 14th. Then my actual birthday is on 15th of February. And me and my wife has our wedding anniversary on 16th. So it's 12 years. So I'm pretty excited. I will call it a triple cripple. (laughs) Triple, cripple, man. That's like, that's a week. And then you get the podcast with, with our awesome guest today, Aaron Armstrong. So what's happening, Aaron? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. There's yeah. lots happening, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, I'm super pumped to talk with you because I've, I've been following you a little bit on Facebook and I don't really know you that well personally. We know each other through other people. And I posted something the other day about, you know, having some guests come on Facebook and it was like almost unanimous. Everybody wanted, they're like, you got to get Aaron on. You got to get Aaron on. He's awesome. I'm like, all right, let's find out how's awesome. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah, we'll find, find out. out. Find go. out how awesome this pod really is. You know, <laughs> exactly. We're just going, we're taking it up a notch today. Cause you're actually, uh, you've been potting for a while now, right? Yeah. I've been potting since potting. Is that a word? I don't know. I just made it. Yeah. Up. Let's do it. Pottying, you know, tra- tra- podcasting, <laughs> potting, uh, trademark, Monty, yeah, there Monty we go. We, there get the get the IP folks on that. Yeah, yeah. so um, I had a podcast since 2018, so I, we're almost closing in on 100 episodes nice. on my podcast, Winners Wallets and Worldviews. Awesome. So we're pretty excited to see Very how cool. that's how that goes. Very cool. So I, I'm assuming a little bit of the title gives a little bit of that away, but. What, what's the pod about? Yeah, so winners, you know, we talk about people crushing it in life. What is that business, you know, in their spiritual faith, you know, in, in some former athletes, military leaders. We talk to winners, you know, people that are really owning their aspect. Wallets, we talk money, entrepreneurship, you know, those types of things that really matter to business owners and, and entrepreneurs. Third piece, worldviews. What lens of, of the world are you looking through? You know, I talk a lot about my faith on the podcast and just bringing other people to either challenge it or, or give their perspective and be that kind of moral compass for people so they can, you know, use that as they go forward in their life. I love it. I mean, that's the essence of what we're doing. You're just taking sections of it out of it. We're very broad and bringing people in, but I love it because I think it, it is so important to have different perspectives, different views. You're talking about your faith and what you follow. I'm not a religious guy at all, but I take sections out of religion that I personally have value and and look into and use those as a moral compass as well. And I think it's cool. I think whatever way, you know, that that guides you to a positive life and a happy life, I think is awesome. Yeah, Yeah, excellent. And as Monty said, we are on the same mission here. Our podcast 
guests are very similar. We're looking forward to learn a thing or two from you today. Yeah. You so many episodes. Likewise. In. You know, you guys are crushing it over here. Got all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about Aaron Armstrong. What? Uh, so we talked. We were talking before we started the podcast today, and I was telling him a little bit of my background as being a recruiting specialist. And come to find out, Aaron played some ball at Army. Yeah. Yeah, I graduated high school from Nina, so right around here, 2010, and then I got recruited by... I Actually, I kind of turned down a lot of the small schools sure. because I was pretty interested in having a good academic program. Yeah. That's what I wanted to look at, but I wanted to be a D1 ball player. Yeah. So when it came down to it, I had a preferred walk-on from Wisconsin, and then I had uh, an offer from Army, so I'm like, you know, I'm going to take the offer, and I headed out to West Point, packed up my stuff, and went to the prep school for a year, and then after that, got into the academy, and man, that was a trip. Yeah, man. That was a, a trip. I mean, from every... <laughs> I mean, that is... I mean, but that's... I mean, when you get an opportunity to play at a, a military academy it's obviously it's very difficult no matter what to get into academy and then you're double duty and with sports and your studies and oh, your yeah. drill you got a lot going on how is how is that transition from you from you know kid in the middle of wisconsin to west point how did you how did you handle that i mean i'm sure the prep academy helped you a little bit but yes yeah, so they're all there's that you know when you're when you're mixing a bunch of alpha male type people in an environment and especially from all over the country you're just trying to feel each other out that was really weird you know because you're trying to like assess yourself on the hierarchy and, and it's just ruthless at first Some right old brain behavioral oh, type just, things going on you know hazing and just like friend groups and it was just weird you know and then you kind of flesh all that out by about two or three years into it yeah. and, then, and then you kind of have your friend groups and, and you guys are good and stuff but man that was that was a ride I mean just I'd say like learning from that experience you have no idea how much stuff you crush into a 10 pound bag you know 100 right. pounds of crap for 10 pound bag and yeah. what that does is it teaches you how to really keep your time management focused like what really matters how to quickly prioritize how to focus on the right details because you know people don't focus on any details right. and we know people that focus on so many details they take no action yeah. and it's about like what are the essentials i need to know so i can get going and make and yeah. start it right yeah. that's one of the things at west point they tell you it's like the, the big joke was always make a decision pl like you're going to be a platoon leader make a decision like just makes go in one direction pick it let's go and that's just like one of the things that you take away because if we have all the information it becomes easy but let's right. let's take what information we've got and just make a decision yeah. i suppose you guys learned pretty quickly how to fail forward oh yeah and that's what it was i mean you fail you get back up you fail you get back up that's the whole that's the whole curriculum at west point in a nutshell you know it's just about like these are things we're gonna push you in so many broad directions you're bound to fail at something but you're bound to be good at things and you're bound to be okay at something so it's like you got to get used to being crappy at things like look at me i'm a 225 pound guy and we're doing a gymnastics class freshman year (laughs) why do you do that well you got to know how to move like this for the military be able to jump fences and climb things and and parkour and all these types of it's like i'm a 225 pound at the time defensive end you know and it's just like this is what i'm doing yeah but then you know you get them back when it comes boxing time right and then you get boxing class comes around it's like that's one of my only A's at West Point. I take it back to the state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I love it. I love it. So that's, I mean, that's amazing, obviously, in the story. How did your recruiting process start? Because obviously I'm really interested in that and knowing like how Northeast Wisconsin kids get recruited. It's, it's not like it just doesn't really happen. So you obviously, Division One caliber athlete, you know, preferred walk on to Wisconsin. When did you start your recruiting process or how did that go? Uh, so I, it started when I was a freshman. I started getting a bunch of letters because I, I was one of the only, I don't know if it's true anymore, but I was one of the only freshmen that played on varsity and yep. scored a touchdown in a playoff game at Nina, which is a big school. So that was yep. pretty impressive. And I was this size when I was, you know, six years old, practically. One of those kind of guys. 
<laughs> so I had some attention early on, and then he does have a full beard, by the way. Full, just grizzly beard. Did if you, you have like to a describe full, it to you? Did you have a full beard when you were like? I had grade? back hair when I was like fourteen. I mean, it was just like it was to- totally too much information. But yeah, I was I was a big dude, and I was playing fullback and linebacker at the time. I got some attention early on, got some letters coming, and I was like, some of these letters are pretty good school. So I was like, this is this is real, yeah. you know. And then sophomore year picked up again, and I don't all the rules kind of started. Coaches could call you at some point, yeah. and it kind of went from there. And I remember being, I would say, kind of arrogant. You know, I was like turning down some of these smaller schools and some of these, you know, D1, AA, D2, yeah. D3. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And then I ended up kind of limiting myself to the options I had. Sure. Which one it came down to Wisconsin and West Point. Yeah. And that's kind of how I, I went forward. That's pretty cool. But you got to think like it's like a sales game, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, reflecting on it now, that's what it was. But at the time, you're just a kid trying to make right. a pitch, right? Um, to but, me, it's like I always compare it for families who don't know anything about recruiting to like the hiring process. Like if you need a job, you got to go out there and get it. In your case, you were on the opposite side because you were talented. You made some plays, which got you in the limelight. So, and I've worked with those kids. I've worked with top, you know, 10, 20 kids in the country. It's a whole different story because now you're doing the opposite of that ego, arrogance. I'm going to be this guy. Screw you, little guy. I'm not even going to waste mm-hmm. my time with you type thing. But it seemed like it worked out for you. I mean, well, in hindsight, I would have done it the other way, right? I wouldn't have just ruled out people. I would have, I would have snowballed it because as I witnessed it all happen, I saw like some of these kids that were just garbage athletes, but they would get some interest from D3, which turned into interest from D2. And yep. then they started getting offers from one AA. And then the, all, the, all of a sudden they had 20 offers to yep. talk to these other people and they leveraged each other. And then it just became this Michigan State, USC, you know, and it was That's just like, what? Huge. This guy? Yeah. From what? And it's like, well, he has a bunch of offers and he can go promote that all over the PR or the yep. freaking whatever Badger Blitz or whatever they were at the time, yeah. you know. Or rivals. NCSA, like what we do. We, we partner with rivals and 24-7. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you said two things in there. One is use leverage as a recruiting tool and two, start early. Like getting, like most people think recruiting starts when the contact period starts. But you've already said, I got letters. I was starting to get information as a freshman, as a sophomore mm-hmm. before those contact periods. And then for my best advice for kids is get prepared to interview with these college coaches know what to do when those letters when those things come into play so yeah you hit a lot of really cool things there maybe i'll cut cut this out and send it to the company and see what they should yeah yeah. i mean even like i mean i had an injury so my senior year i ended up as on the sideline as a coach right they brought me in i watched film i did everything the coach does and i was part of the recruiting process pretty actively and it was just you get excel sheets of all this data on on athletes and you all right what are they they're a linebacker all right if they're below six foot you know they're out because we're not looking for that if they have a 40 time you know and it's not four seven or lower like they're out like verified four seven right you know verified four seven dad in the driveway they're not 200 pounds they're out so it's like you just got to meet these bare minimum filters to, to know that so it's like i think having people under kids understand yeah. that especially today we're like they all think they can go to these number one schools oh, yeah. or whatever and it's like i don't want to crush your dreams but you got to also understand the game and what yeah. these coaches are looking for yeah. in their system right for sure and you got to adjust your goals too you know at some point if you're under six feet and you're not flying around the field running a four six forty as a right. linebacker you're probably going division three division two if you have good grades anybody can play d3 right like that you just have to be find the right fit academically that's going to make sense for you so and you said another great thing about army too is you know that was the academic fit for you mm-hmm. uh, as well what did uh, what was your emphasis there you uh, major? i majored in systems engineering wow so, yeah that's one of the other things you know if you guys do end up going to college and become athletes you're gonna have every coach everybody in the world talking you out of going to get a major in something yeah. that you think is really valuable or something you think is worth it so I, I mean before you even go into that i'm saying pick something you know that is marketable that's valuable and that you want to do yep. and even if you don't want to do it that much but 
but you think that this has some value out there, then do it. Don't just do, you know, some people study what, something they love and it's just sociology or whatever. Yeah. And not to rip on all those people. I mean, that's a great degree, but not really, right. you know. <laughs> Unless you're actually going to use it for it to benefit, you know. Like, right. Like his wife is actually a sociology major. Man, she can't listen to this one then. We're going to have to cut <laughs> that out. She listens dude. to everyone, but no, yeah, she, she, she will get it. We'll, just, actually, we'll edit actually, that whole half out. You know what's cool? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what's cool, though, is she's actually using it and she actually went to school and got the degree and is actually using it. What I think you're getting at is what college coaches tell kids is, all right, doesn't matter what degree you get, just get a degree, come play football, there's girls, and right. that's pretty much how they recruit a lot of times. Right. And I had uh, one of my good friends, you guys probably recognize the name, uh, Peter Kahns. He played yeah. for Wisconsin. He was, yep. uh, stood up at my wedding as my best man. Um, but he, he was the same kind of thing. You know, they, they were pressuring him at Wisconsin to, to get this communications degree when he wanted to do other things. And now he, after the NFL, he's going to law school, finishing yeah. up his law degree because, you know, that didn't happen early on. He didn't, right. he wasn't able to get that technical yeah, expertise. Yeah, that foundation. Yep. So. so, yeah, for sure. But yeah, they, I mean, it is a business. I mean, that's what their job is, is to play football. So yeah, obviously if they're going to, if they're going to make kids switch their majors and they need to start paying them a little bit more. Right. That's my opinion. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what happened? All right. So Army, what happens after that? You get done. You got, I mean, you said you got injured your senior year, you're coaching. Yep. What happens after that? For people who don't know what happens when they commit to the academies. So what at, at West that? Point, you owe five years of, of active duty service as an officer in the Army. So you can pick, the, there's different branches in the Army, and uh, the branch I chose was air defense artillery. So you guys see all the stuff going on in the Middle East with Iran launching Scud missiles. Well, I was uh, in charge of a Patriot missile unit. We were willing to shoot those down with pretty, or pretty complicated missile systems and that was my role i was a, a second lieutenant i was in charge of a platoon and i did that and i got a platoon right away and it was just hot because ada like there's all this north korea all these oh, missiles yeah. all this stuff going on all over the world so it was just something you got to get into uh, so i did that and for 18 months i was rocking and rolling and then my knee started clicking and popping i said i gotta get this checked out i get in there they said you had osteoarthritis in your knee that's a medical disqualifier my 18 month commitment or my five-year commitment was shortened to 18 months and i got kicked out of the army on an honorable medical discharge of course yeah. but it wasn't exactly what i planned you know for sure for sure well i appreciate you know i obviously appreciate what you did and protecting us in the missile defense system is kind of a big deal so <laughs> so that's a that's a good thing yeah it's pretty pretty cool system if you ever look it up and i'm a nerd tech nerd it. yeah that, that sounds that <laughs> sounds really intriguing to me that's that's really yeah, cool we can stuff. talk about radar theory and uh, yeah i don't know you'll be way over my head on that. <laughs> i'll just sit back we'll you just guys, talk football you and me talk football yeah there you go so, all right. So, Aaron, you, uh, after military now, you've gotten involved in a lot of different things. I mean, you're a system engineer at Oshkosh Corp, right? Yep. Oshkosh Corporation, uh, systems engineering. My role with them is really kind of uh, what I do with small businesses as well. You know, I advise senior level officers in the company or vice presidents on strategic moves. And I do a lot of the analysis and, and some of the strategy work for them and, and help them assist them in making some of the best yeah. decisions they can. And I just brought that to the entrepreneurship space with yes. Armstrong Ventures, where I can help small business owners make those same kind of strategic decisions. Yeah, and that's awesome. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to get you on today is, I mean, you're only 28 years old, but you're already helping people build businesses. I mean, obviously you come from that systems engineering, so you know how to develop things from the ground up, maybe in a different avenue, but you applied mm -hmm. probably, I'm, I'm assuming you applied what you learned oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to how to build a foundation and then build a system from the way up. So is that kind of how that transition happened for you? That's exactly how it happened. Yeah, I mean, when I was getting out of the military, it was just kind of like the 
what do you do now? Yeah. You know, and, and I think a lot of people go through that. We talked their, about that with life. Kevin Barry. He came on our podcast when he got done with the NFL. He's like, what do you do? Yeah, people yeah. in the NFL, people retiring, people yeah. graduating from college, people getting out of the military. It happens at a different people coming out of a divorce. You know, that you go through these phases in life where you got to transition into something totally new. For sure. It's totally different than what you're used to. And uh, I went through that and I was like, okay. I, I talked such a great game about, you know, I re- I was a, always into professional development. I always went to like awesome sermons and stuff like that. And so I was just like, you know, I always wanted to just more and to climb and compete. You know, that was my nature. So it's like, yep. well, you know, there's no army holding you back. You're not committed to that anymore. You're not you're not busy anymore like you were at West Point. You know, you're not in sports and, and all this other stuff like you were in high school. It's like there's a point in your life now where you've got to put your money where your mouth is and make some decisions sure. and make some moves. So I was yep. like, so let's go. So I get this job. I buy some real estate. Um, and I'm like, everybody I know that's rich owns real estate. Right. So I'm like, if I want to get rich, I think I got to buy some real estate, right? Yeah, that's the way to go. So we, uh, we started buying rental properties. I bought my first home. Yeah, my wife and I, we decided to start a, we started a wholesaling business. And then after that, we started finding a deal on a property that she was like, I think I want to follow my passion, personal training. So we started a personal training cool. company and that's Marissa's Fit Boutique. So she runs that now and it's just crushing it. And then uh, after all this was going on, everyone's like, oh, how do you do all this stuff? And I was like, well, you know, give me a call. We'll, we'll try and talk about it. And I started getting so many calls that I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and just mass information. Yep. <laughs> and that's actually kind of how this one started for me was I always talk about how two years ago went into the dentist and my blood pressure was too high. So I had to go start working out, making myself healthier. Either that or I was going on meds. And I didn't want to do that. I'm 40. I'm too young to be dying at this point. I'm 40 now. I was 38 when I started doing that. And I was like 270 pounds. I used to play receiver in college. I was like 205. I start reflecting back on all the poor decisions, eating habits and all those other things. And, and then I watched a lot of Gary Vee. Yep. Uh, he kind of spoke in that language that I understood. A lot of swearing. And then I read his book and then Yuri came, you know, I went to Yuri and I was like, dude, we should, he was going to help me start marketing for my real estate that I was starting to do and take pictures and with Ray Monte properties. And then I got into being an agent and I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm overextending myself here. I need some help. So I went to him and then we started collaborating and that's how we got to this podcast was that way. It was like, if I can do this, you can do this. We all can do this. If anybody gets anything out of this, then it's a win. If not, so we just get to meet cool people like you. So I get yeah, to meet cool people about, like you. Yeah, it was all about to give back to people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the times I mentioned it before, it's you go and it's me, 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 yep. me, me. But helping somebody else, I think it takes a talent. It takes. It's and that's a mature outlook to have on this kind of stuff, right? Because right. like as a kid, you know, and I said kid, I was like four years ago, five years ago. But you know, <laughs> you, you mature so fast right. when you get out in this kind of space, and it's like early on, it was just like, what can I do to make money? This is great, and then now. Now it's just like, what can I do to just be valuable to people? Yeah. What can I do to like really help people in what they're doing? And how do I get them to their goals faster? You know, for any people that might be selling houses or might be agents or something like that, it's like understanding the motive of the person you're working with and how do I just dump gasoline on that motive so right. that they can get there the fastest. I become extremely valuable now. For sure. You know, and it's like when it's not about me, it's about how do I just contribute to the situation that I'm in right now? Right. Like right now I'm on this podcast with you guys. It's like, how can I just serve your audience, serve you guys? get you more downloads, you know, promote this thing. How do I say something engaging and exciting enough for your people to get some value out of it? You know, so it's just kind of like you want to have that presence in everything that you're doing. And that's kind of something I've noticed as I've I've matured over the years and reflected and read and studied. Yeah. So when you talk about the Leadership Academy that you're doing right now, like obviously we got through the basics of why it started for you. But like, what are some things that like maybe people who are trying to start a business? And I I read the article on LinkedIn that you had, which was really pretty awesome because him and I just went through this with one of our marketing 
and girls the other day is like trying to get things in order and you had like seven things right oh in and there. yeah and the like um steps to getting started in your yeah. business yeah, yeah. so like, let's talk a little bit about that for our listeners out there hopefully they're you know there's somebody out there that wants to take the next step and maybe an idea that they have but they just don't know how to convert that idea into viable business where do you where do you advise them or where do you start well, how tactical do you want to get? Like, let's um, go. Let, I mean, I think one of the things you guys really want to because we're going to learn because we're starting. This yeah, we're learning right ourselves. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I like to look at, you know, I think a simple way of thinking about it is looking at like, you know, the who, what, where, when, why, right? Yeah. So who, like whose problem are you solving? And I think that's really helpful to understand. And if you can get the more specific you can get about whose problem you're solving, the better I think you're going to be at solving their problem. For sure. So I, I know so many people, um, let's take something that seems saturated in my space, like a life coach, right? Mm-hmm. And um, not that there's anything wrong with being a life coach, but I think a lot of times they say, well, everybody needs a life coach. It's like, well, who exactly needs your type of coaching? Right. You know, like what kind of coach are you? Are you going to be a business coach? Are you going to be a peak performance coach? Are you going to be a leadership coach? Are you going to be an executive coach? Are you going to be an entrepreneurship coach? Are you? Like, there's all sorts of different people sure. that are struggling at different aspects of their life. You have to be extremely specific in exactly who are you talking to. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, when you talk about life coaches, and you're right, I think you almost people go and seek these people out who are life coaches, and you're right, it can't be specific because if your life coach is going to do it for you, then they're basically telling you how to live your life. Mm-hmm. You need to help that coach whatever it is whether it's a mentor like you said pick a specific area that you want to be mentored in and improve in that area and then find somebody else who can mentor you in a different area i think is kind of what what you're getting at there yeah and i I explain this sometimes with like i do a lot of coaching with people as part of my business and i explain this as hard coaching and soft coaching so hard coaching is like think of consulting Mm -hmm. i have a very specific technical skill that i have got some type of credentials in place to share with you systems engineering real estate small business you know those are types of things i've done i have expertise in I've got thousands of hours involved in doing this. I can help you with that. Uh, that would be hard coaching. Then there's soft coaching. This is more of like, let's talk about what's going on in your life and how we can get around these different blocks. You know, I think there's a balance for both of those sure. that are needed in, in whatever coaching you're looking for. Sometimes those could be two totally different coaches. Sometimes it could be 20 different coaches. Sometimes it could be one coach that's very good. And it's like, those are the things I think you want to look for if you're in that space or if you're finding looking for a mentor or a coach or yeah. a consultant or an advisor or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and I think too, you could be over mentor too, like, Oh yeah. Like totally oh, yeah. like people like um, they get into a point where they just want to be told all the time, well, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And then in essence, they never really end up taking action for anything for themselves because they're overanalyzing and they got the analysis or paralysis by analysis, mm-hmm. you know, scenario. So there's that balance is like watching again, Gary Vee or Eric Thomas or listening to you. It's need If you're going to do something, do it. And if you fail, who cares? Right. Get, get up off the ground and go do it again. Go do something else. Like at some point in our culture, people found it oh, unknown okay to do trial and error. Like that's still an okay method to do things, especially like looking back on my 20s. Like, I mean, I tried a lot of different stuff just within my business or within different businesses to like be successful or or find out what I wanted to do or marketing different stuff. And, you know, it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with just throwing stuff at the wall at times. You just got to understand, you know, that's part of the process. You might not, until you find that sweet spot, you might struggle a bit. And I think you just got to work on it a little bit. And and there's other ways you can speed that up, you know. All right. So who, what, where, when, why? That's starting point. That's number one, right? Yeah. Got to answer those questions. Yeah, who, who's who's the person you're trying to solve the problem for and what is going to be your solution? Now, let's talk about the what. what. When you're talking about here's my solution now, you have to answer three questions. Is this, how is this better, significantly better than other alternatives, right? This is a systems engineering thing. You're, you're evaluating alternatives. So I'm a, whatever, a life coach or whatever you want to example you want to talk through. What is better about this? Number two is faster. People love speed. They have, time is so precious. Can I get them a product faster? If it's a service, it's like, how do I do this? If it's some type of service, 
service, how can I get them the result they need faster? Get them from point A to point B with speed. And then the other one, the, uh, the last one is just um, how it, so we have better, faster, stronger. No, what is it? Faster, stronger, and better, faster. Is that a Kanye Cheaper. Song? There we go. That's what I, I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, Kanye. The new Kanye is a lot different. No, that, yeah, this is uh, bigger, better, faster, stronger. Uh, the final one is just cheaper, right? How can you get your price so competitive that this is something that you're going to dominate the market share at? So that's what we want to look at. Better, faster, cheaper. And it's like, if you can answer all three of those, you're a much stronger argument to do right. something. So that's the problem. The solution has to be one or all three of those. Gotcha. Cool. Very awesome. Yeah. I love it. So that's kind of what we were, we were talking about this sort of thing the other day because we're going to start selling some merch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting some, uh, getting some hats and t-shirts. That's a great example to walk through. Let's do that. Let's talk about this. This will be good. We can Ooh. send it over to Jen then when we're done. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Here's where we found. Obviously, we have a platform. That's the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. We got the platform. Right now, we're in the process of building a website, and that's pretty much where we stop. <laughs> we got our we got our systems figured out as far as billing, I think, right? Mm -hmm. there? Yeah, so we got that got that figured out. Merchant so, services, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So we're, well, we're still in the foundational phases of doing that, but that's really where we're at right now. Other than the podcast, where, you know, obviously, we have listeners, huge market share yet. Mm -hmm. What like what would be your advice there? Well, so let's go through the questions, right? So who who are the people that want to buy your gear? Hopefully everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's exactly the answer. That's the wrong answer. Right. right? Exactly. You want to get super specific with who wants to buy this this kind of that. gear. You want to get someone um, who's type who's listening to your audience. Uh, male, primarily male, female. What age group? What race? What countries? What what you know? All these different uh, socioeconomic income levels. Right. For so that's sure. very different. So like you'll you'll understand a lot more about how you can sell this person if you understand what they're looking for. Yeah. So I think that if we can narrow down that a little, I mean, if it's high school athletes, that's gonna be a totally different style of for gear sure. that you're going to sell yep. you know so i think we want to we want to really hone in on that and that's called your ideal customer ideal client yeah. and there's a series of questions if you guys actually want information on how to do this um i have a free give me i give everybody if you just go aaronjarmstrong.com email it's a 62 page workbook that you can go through and, and walk this whole process through it's actually what i'm giving people for my my saint lucia trip that we're going off the enrollment's closed on that so you can't sign up even if you well, want i'm going to, to cozumel tomorrow yeah so. yeah that's fine anyway <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet somewhere i'll, I'll take a little pipe puddle jumper i'll come find you but yeah you can walk through this whole process in the workbook if you want to follow along but to answer your question that's the ideal client or ideal customer yep. so you want to know that person so well almost better than your spouse i mean that's how well you want to know this ideal client Cool. That makes sense. It does make sense for sure. What do you got for him? I want to know about Santa Lucia trip. Yeah. I was talking to you a little bit on Facebook yesterday just to see what are you doing. So I'm prepared and I saw that you're Santa Lucia. You actually doing work there, right? It's almost like a business trip for you. It's a business trip for everybody, you know, and it, it, the fact that it's in St. Lucia and it's fun doesn't mean it can't be a business trip, right. you know? So, yeah. And you know, maybe for your listener, well, we can, we can figure something out if, if people are serious and they want to come, to, come down. But the St. Lucia trip is a, a week long seminar where we're going to go through and do this exact kind of exercise, you know, go through like what's going on in your business and do like a, a real strategy session like I do with at, at work or like what I do with my small business clients, yeah. that kind of strategy session in depth in the Caribbean. Now, one of the things I like to add into this is I don't believe that it's just all life is so siloed out like that, right? right. I think it's all integrated. So we're going to have fitness involved. We're going to do adventures. We're going to do different experiences because I believe experiences and that emotion ties in what you learned so you can remember that forever because you're not going to necessarily remember all the information 
information, but you remember how you felt. And if you can come back to that feeling, you can come back to that information. For sure. So that's kind of the overall experience. Seven day, all inclusive, all drinks, all food, everything. My wife's a fitness expert. She's going to put you guys through rigorous exercises, but that's the St. Lucia trip coming up in May. So, man, so that sounds man. really exciting. I'd totally go. If I <laughs> I'll give you a card, man. We can see. We go <laughs> well, no, we just came back we'll from vacation. Out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. When you get combined business and pleasure Tax write-off. You got to keep that in mind. And the tax write-off because you're going there for business. Yeah. Next year, man. Next year. Yeah, we're going to do another one next year too. So I love it. They're going to come up every year. So just make sure you follow along. That's outstanding. Good. Well, this is great information so far. And you actually using your degree. A lot of people I know, they go to school and don't even use and you seem very comfortable so. yeah. well in systems engineering what you're doing is you're you're designing you're designing a solution to meet some type of requirement so the faster you can under and the requirement is essentially the different problems that you might be seeing in the product right so this is it's very synonymous with marketing and that's kind of where that mesh happens so it's, it's so it's very difficult to understand if you're not familiar with systems engineering and how that relates to marketing so like I'm getting a master's degree in marketing like an undergraduate in systems engineering and that's how that works so yeah. like the faster you can understand that problem, right? That you the the, the requirement that you're trying to meet, yep. you can start the process of systems engineering, meeting all of those different For requirements. Sure. Yeah, and that's always been you know my issue is I'm very good at the back end. I'm great at sales. I'm great at converting, but it's getting the people to me. That's always been my my weakness. I think in business is like having that foundation. If I have people there to set it up for me and get things going, oh yeah, then it's a lot. But until then, you know, that's like that's always been my struggle. So I'm always trying to find people who know that area better than I do so I can learn from them for one and then two, you know, build a team off of that as well. Yeah, it's like the activity of grounding, right? It's about taking like this ambig this ambiguous unconscious cloud of ideas and thoughts or whatever and then creating some type of system that you can use it and implement and execute it and ground it into an actual result. So I see that like people are either so into the results that they can't quit their job because they just do the same thing every single day yep. and those people, the results people are great in big companies and they do really well in corporate America and a career and then this other side of it are people are just live in these idea fairylands and they have these really creative thoughts and they talk about them all the time and they bring they, they they're really creative and they're great but they never execute it right. into a result challenge is doing both right right and when you can do both you become a steve jobs you become an elon musk you become a super you know a grant card on all these freaking big names you hear about these super successful entrepreneurs the right. ray dalios the bill gates they're the people that are super creative and have these abstract thoughts and took all the energy and grounded that into a result For sure. and i think that's the real challenge of life i mean it makes total sense to where I'm at right now too. Now let's talk about like for you, obviously we can tell you're super confident. You're obviously very good at what you do. What's a daily regimen for you? When you wake up on a Monday morning, what does your week look like? Uh, so usually I wake up quite early around 4.30 or 5. I get up, I go to the gym, I work out. I do pretty intense workout, usually 60 to 80 minutes depending on what I'm doing that day. If it's leg day, I usually skip it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you can't skip leg day. Yeah, when you got a bad knee, you know. Yeah. And, but I'm the skinny, I'm the skinny leg guy at the gym. That's I go by. He's the upside down. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Tall guys but you know, I got a real strong bench press, so that's all there good. You go. No, so uh, so I get done with the gym, and I'm usually like when I'm at the gym, I usually listen to something like podcasts or sure. what I recommend people do, or what I do at least is I have a YouTube premium subscription because I can listen to like college lectures, I can listen to like debates, I can just it opens up a new avenue, and I can listen to like, I cover bands and stuff like that instead sure. of just this normal pop crap. So I like to 
do that, you know, like just more information, more access. There's no excuse that all this information's out there for free. Um, after that, I usually hit my day job, get there quite early, get off of work. And then I go to work on, you know, some of the venture stuff. So I'll usually meet with clients between the hours of 4.30 to 6-ish. Yep. You know, I'll have two or three clients usually that night, record a pod, meet with my team, and then we hit the sack. And I usually have a rule where I try to get like at least eight hours of sleep a night. And then Saturdays are always work days and Sundays are the Lord's day. And that's how I roll my week. That's my system. And like I said, I, I like to do a couple like little weird things, I guess. Like I try to not have my, I used to spend a lot of time on my phone just from like trying to market your stuff, right. you know, when yep. you have a podcast, social media. So I try to like not have my phone in the bedroom ever. So I just charge it outside. So I actually bought a real alarm clock, you know, <laughs> those things that you used to see from yeah. the nineties. Remember with like the digital red on it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I actually bought. Beep, beep, right. yeah, I <laughs> got I, one of those. I got one of those. But I actually got one that like has a light with it, you know, and it lights up slowly. So it's oh. kind of like a soft wake up and it's like, this oh, is really, okay, yeah. this is really pleasant, you know? Yeah, they're some nerdy <laughs> tech stuff with Yuri here. No, we got one of those for my wife and um, she doesn't wake up but it wakes <laughs> me up so <laughs> but yeah it starts really slowly and like lights up and the, so it's supposed to not rip you out of a sleep because I can get up I get up I'm good to go the other people you need like almost to chain them out because somebody's gonna get killed oh yeah yeah and, yeah. It, and it gets hard to you know like I think the more exciting stuff you got going on in your life the easier it becomes to wake up Absolutely. I think that's just that that's, that's why people always say you can wake up at 6 a.m. to go to work and you're like dead you wake up to go on vacation or go fishing or something All like right. that and you're like pop right out of not bed. wasting right any time sleeping doesn't matter to me I'm like I'm <laughs> ready to go on vacation tomorrow I knew I had a whole bunch of stuff to get done today alright I'm ready to go I got to the gym didn't even look at my phone nothing just was lasered in on all day today so far and I'm not even tired I got like four and a half hours of sleep I'm rolling I'll send my kids over to when you're gonna sleep and somebody comes in at six o'clock and pop you in the face yeah. <laughs> fortunately I don't have to deal with that yet yeah. my yeah, wife no, no kids for you yet she's, she's itching to have kids right yeah. now but I've been holding holding strong <laughs> not yet you know? <laughs> but that'll be any day now I'm sure so yeah well that's good that's very good yeah I waited until I was 30 so yeah two years I give you two years I just turned 28 two or older whatever as long as you guys on the same page so yeah well that's true you yeah. don't have to be all the time I guess for sure for sure I don't very know alright so let's go to the <laughs> let's go to the segment our listeners love is that you get to ask the questions now yeah the Q&A so how'd you two meet uh, it's a good question so you want to handle this one I'll, I'll take it this time <laughs> yes this is a funny one we met at my place yeah. over actually drinking a whole bunch of shitty beer and partying lost lake baby lost lake i was just at woodman's last weekend was picking up some beer for super bowl and i was going by the beer fridge and i saw the lost lake and i actually <laughs> took a picture yeah. and sent it to him i'm like dude look they have three more choices now versus 10 years ago but yes we've met at, at my house we we parted and we became good friends after yeah. that so a couple of our friends i met two of his friends uh, at a golf outing it's just like a like a bar golf outing. i used to work at a bar downtown in green bay and they had a golf outing and my buddy rudy goes hey do you want to golf with these two russian dudes i'm like <laughs> i'm like sure it doesn't matter to me I'll, I'll golf with these guys so rudy was like he always talking about these guys about you know, how they are how cool they are you know they're just party guys they work all week yeah, they're they like in the in mafia or something like, yeah. man like it's you know really you have all these wild. they run the these, docks dude like you know? yeah right you got all these stigmas about russians anyway but they're these guys are actually i come to find out they're actually belarusian so that you know they're close enough but uh so so we're out golfing 
and we just hit it off really well and so those two guys are still two of our best friends and we went to the bar afterwards and then they're like hey our buddy Yuri's having a party you want to come over I'm like sure so then like I'm, I think at the time I was like 26 maybe 27 it was maybe 28 something like that and anyway I went I made it all the way through college without beer bonging at all and I the first time I ever beer bonged was at his, his then, I, then I was, I was hooked like, almost know? 30 yeah then I was hooked I do it every day now no <laughs> no I know but that's what we did, you know, and it was Lost Lake. He came home from work and had a case of Lost Lake, and I'm like, this oh, is, yeah, this is disgusting. And, oh, that that was probably one of the worst headaches I ever had next morning after the Lost Lake. So, or maybe what it was a beer bonk. You never know. Yeah, so it has to be about 14 years ago we met, because you said you've been married for 12 years, and I knew you like before that. So yeah, I would say about like 14 years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, that's it was a good run. So yeah, we good what friends. You say it was man. Still is a good run. It is. <laughs> still, still rolling. Yeah, yeah I've had, I've had some friends that got married, and after that, I was like, you know, it's good knowing you because yeah. you're never coming back. <laughs> well, it helps. I don't have kids either, so these guys can all have their kids, and I'll just rotate and go hang out with them when they're oh, exactly. with their kids. Yeah. I get to be the fun uncle for all of them. That's funny. Yeah. Funkle. <laughs> the Funkle, right? The Funkle. Yeah, I was just in, I was in Russia this past summer, and I went to, I was in St. Petersburg for two days, and then I went to Latvia and Estonia too, so that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, those are my neighbors. We are small countries, so we border Russia, Lithuania, Poland, Ukraine. We are like my country size of Wisconsin. Yeah. Pol- yeah, you said Poland, right? Cool. What, uh, what else you got for us? Let's see. Um, I'm always curious to just find out, like, I know you guys do a little bit of real estate investing as well. Mm-hmm. Just, like, how you find your deals. Like, what's your system? Where are you getting them? I know you said you just bought one by Titletown, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, mo- well, I'm a realtor, so I have access. Well, I mean, everybody has access to the MLS, basically. Yeah. But find some pocket deals and things like that. But most of mine are being on wholesale lists. My brother's, obviously, is probably the number one. Well, it is the number one way that I find deals. But now that I'm, you know, on a couple of Facebook groups, other things like that, just finding other deals deals there and just looking at numbers all the time. That's the biggest thing is doing my calculations, doing my numbers and then seeing that. So those are really the the two main things. And now I'm starting to get a few referrals too. Hey, I heard so-and-so they got to get out of their house. Mm -hmm. You know, can you help them out? And the nice thing is, is when you do it long enough, you have enough investors, you have enough people with money, you have enough contractors. Now that's the beautiful part is I have a system in place that I can go in in a quick 15 minute to a half an hour analysis, buy a house, like just like that. And people will look at you like, dude, you just made a $150,000 purchase or $200,000 purchase. I'm like, no, I made a $300,000 purchase. Only it's going to only cost me $200,000. So just once you get comfortable and you get out of that fear factor, that's the fun part. I think when you get in there and you're just confident, let's roll. Yeah. Right. So, what about you? How are you finding them? I, so I don't like, because I have a lot of different ways I make money. I don't like need to jump on a deal every single right. time. Like I know a lot of other flippers and wholesalers, like that's how they make their living, you know? Right. So they're, they're constantly trying to, so I have the privilege and luxury, I guess, of being very selective with yep. what I stumble across lately i've been finding pretty good deals on commercial properties mm-hmm. so like kind of trying i'll promote this a lot more in a couple of weeks but I'm, I'm trying to work a deal right now with a commercial property and it's what's cool about that is you know we always talk about like doing you know cory markets his stuff with the the no money down you know right. the the not having to get the bank involved and a lot of these commercial guys are like yeah let's let's work out some kind of seller yeah. financing deal right so it's like it's really nice because you don't have to tie up your own cash so i take my own cash i put that in other lps with like you know other bigger projects so it's just you got real estate in both different directions using your money and no money you know so it's just really a cool system so i've been doing that by finding different commercial that's are usually just poorly marketed as well because they're not putting them up on the mls yeah you can't yeah like they won't let you put them on the mls because they're listed as commercial so yeah or if they are on there as commercial it can be 
on the MLS, but it's just not in the same way that people search for things. Nobody's going on there every day. It's not showing up on Zillow. It's not showing they up. They sit for a long day. time. So it's just like, let's, I mean, I found this was one. So I, I was getting, when I was in wholesaling, I sent a, a, a mass mailing out and I ran into a guy that had just like a portfolio. Yeah. So I poached off of his portfolio for like, you know, 12 months, just sitting there, just like, he's just, yeah, I, I, I'm get, trying to get rid of all these different things. And it was just a discount rate. Yeah. Same thing with uh, other, if you buy, find something on the MLS and you just eventually get past the realtor, no offense, you know, <laughs> and, and you get to the owner and he's like, hey, I got like, you know, 20 other properties I'm trying to get rid of. Yep. What if I sell you this whole portfolio for, you know, 40% off, yeah. right? And that's the beautiful part about what I do. I came from an investing background before I got into being an agent. I got into an agent just so I could cut the realtor commission yeah. out, <laughs> you know, but I, I really found out. We've all thought about it, you know. Like, I love it. Like, it's a lot of fun. I get to meet a ton of new people help them find you know their own homes and you know obviously sell their homes a lot of times so that's the part i just like the transactional processes that go into it it's a lot of paperwork i'd rather have less paperwork you can't make paper i guess you can't make money without paper so that's truth except if it's, if it's bitcoin you unless know. you have bitcoin yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cryptocurrency, else. man, you know, yeah, whatever. or a real estate or something. For sure, for sure. Well, I think that, you know, pretty much concludes today, Aaron. You were awesome. Thanks for coming on. I, I took a ton out of this today, and I'm sure we'll be chatting again more now that I know what uh, what areas you're focused on. You became my young, new leader guy, so or one of them anyway. So I appreciate appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to definitely download that 62-pager. Where can uh, where can everybody find you? I know you mentioned it before, but yeah, so for anybody who wants to reach out, have questions for Aaron, where can they find you? I'm pretty active on, on Instagram at Aaron Armstrong. Three, three. I also have a website with all my info on it, my podcast, uh, the download, all this stuff, AaronJArmstrong.com. If you want that download, you can go AaronJArmstrong.com slash email. And you just got to put your email in. It gives you a, the, that book. So and We'll make sure Yuri gets that on our post when we launch the podcast oh, yeah. and, and do that sort of thing. And uh, Yuri, you want to take us out here with where everybody can find us? Yeah, absolutely. In the meantime, if you want to download any of our episodes, guys, we are on any major platform. We have Spotify, Captivate is one of my favorite players, Apple iTunes. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, basically anywhere you can listen to the podcast. Or you can just Google us. Or you can Google us. I keep joking all the time. You open that magic search window called... Uh, Google A. Google A, yeah. <laughs> then you just type in Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. We have pretty unique names, so our search is right there. You're also on social media. Yeah, social media, Take Action Podcast MY on Instagram and Facebook, Take Action Pod on Twitter. We're in the process of getting in Pinterest now, right? Yes, we are Pinterest. just started there. We got a couple of boards. It's still work in development because it's yeah. pretty new for me, but it's very fun. Playing around with LinkedIn a little bit as well, and uh, YouTube will be uh, jumping up on that a little bit more. You can always see my old Colossal commercial on, on YouTube as well. So And my Shakira moves oh, from yeah. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My Shakira video. Oh, baby, when you out. talk like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep. So awesome, guys. Well, great stuff. We'll be back again on the 24th of February launching. We don't know who we're going to have yet, but Aaron, once again, thanks a lot for coming on, man. We hey, really appreciate thank, it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, appreciate yeah. your service as well. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. I'm still nerding out because I have marketing degree, but listening to you was from this uh, different perspective. I was more of a marketing with advertising emphasis, what you get about the system analyzing the stuff. So I'm still nerding out. I really liked it and got a ton of info for myself thank awesome. you all right guys catch you later Yuri. you want to should we make that a traditional thing now or what come I'll, on let's see the shakira i'll try again. okay you guys wanna you guys wanna see shakira again uh <laughs>